What's going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast, and it's Friday. We got a couple of days before the the game against the Commanders. I'm not even going to say it's a big game because it really shouldn't be, but here we are. Uh, the 49ers can't lose another game, in my opinion. But before we get into it, we're going to hit the music. Ladies and gentlemen, i like to know. Are you ready for start time? And once again, it is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. And once again, it's Friday. Like uh, for most of you, (laughs) they're not me. It is, uh, it's Friday and it's a time to celebrate uh, because you're going into the weekend. Uh, Hope everybody's having a, hope everybody had a good holiday. Hope everybody's getting ready for this New Year's, getting ready for those New Year's resolutions. And I think Kyle Shanahan should have a few New Year's resolutions, but we'll get into that in a mi- in a moment. But hey, Commanders Week, um, you know, I want I, I'm going to talk about this rave that Ravens lost one last time. This is the last time I'm even going to mention it, and because I haven't been able to do a show since my instant reaction show. Uh, a lot of stuff going on as far as work and all the other. But I look back at that game. I look back at that game after I rewatched it. And it makes me even more angry. Because I feel like the four, that was a winnable game. And I feel like Shani kind of, he's doing things in in a different way absolutely this season. He has all this trust in Brock. He has, and I, I almost think it's to the detriment of the team because I th- I feel like he's just a, a guy of extremes. I think that he is a slave to to his to his own creativeness. He wants so badly. It feels like to me, and this is just my opinion. It feels so badly like he wants to show the world how creative he is and how he can just innovate on offense and how he's going to do what he wants to do. And it doesn't matter the team that he's going against. It doesn't matter the defense he's going against. It doesn't matter their personnel. It doesn't matter what their scheme is. What he does trumps all. And I feel like it really, like with all the blowout wins, and we've said it, a lot of content creators said it before this game, including myself, but. We all said that, you know, this is one of those this is one of those test games because they're going up against number one defense in the league. And it's not a fake number one defense like like it was against the Cowboys. Uh, I'm sorry, but when the Cowboys were number one defense in the league last year, I don't think anybody really looked at them in that in that manner. 
Uh, but the the Baltimore Ravens have been well coached for a long time. They've been perennial, uh, perennially in the playoffs. Uh, no matter what the outcome was, they've always been they've been a good team for a long time, which speaks to John uh, John Harbaugh's uh, coaching ability to keep them at that level, regardless of people coming, going, whatever. And so for Shani to come in and think that he could do what he's not really good at with speaking and speaking. And what I'm speaking on is the uh, – oh, I want to say what's going on to – I want to say what's going on to uh, to Mr. McNiner. What up, Pete? Make sure that you check out him and Bryant Culp's uh, channel. Uh, they're doing great things over there. But speaking to – speaking to what Shani – what Shani does and how – and how he feels – like, I, in my opinion – I, I can only go off of what he does and how he calls games. How you could come in. The strength of this team, I think anybody would say, is the is CMC, the running game. It's always been the running game. That's what this 49er team has always been good at, is running the ball, finding creative ways to run the ball. And that just happens to be what the Ravens aren't good at defending. And they and you, but you choose, but you choose to go into their strength, which is against the pass game, against the drop back pass game. You decide to challenge the strength of their team with the weakest part of your game, which is the drop back passing game. And I don't know if anybody's paid attention to my channel all season long or JTO Sullivan or multiple other content creators that have pointed out that Shani is not as good as Shani is as a play caller, as good as Shani is as a play designer. He is not that great at the at dialing up the drop back passing game, especially when he needs to have it. He still calls plays the same exact way, like it should just work. And it's. It's almost it's we we talk about ego. I've talked about ego many times on my channel with Shani, and I don't ever 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 want another coach. I want Shani to learn. I want Shani to realize that it doesn't matter how strong his offense is. It doesn't matter how many weapons he has on the field. It doesn't matter that he schemes it up to to beat whatever coverage uh to to play against the rules of your defense. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. All that stuff. And it sounds great when you're blowing teams out, but when you get beat soundly and you have five turnovers in a game, not, and we're not going to put all of them on Brock. Uh, Brock has his Brock had, uh, had had his part in at least one of them, maybe two, but at least one of those was Brock's fault. But the rest of it, I would say, is was easily sniffed out by the, the Baltimore defense. And I mean easily sniffed out. They knew what was coming. They just happened to, to have the perfect play call set up to block uh, the one pass. Like, I mean, to, to block that screen pass. He just happened to have... 
the best uh, the best call play call in the history of defense. Like, uh, but it's it comes down to you're, you're as creative as you are. You're being predictable. You're predictable. If anybody been paying attention to the 49ers for and I and what I don't want to do is 49ers are uh, what eleven and four, like uh, they're eleven and four. I am not getting down on Shanahan. We're eleven and fourteen. We have the number one seed in the NFC. But what I've preached on all year is that at the, at some point at you still have to be critical. And I would hope that Shanny is still being critical of this offense because you have to look at look for chinks in the armor, things that that other teams could take advantage of, and. I think for Shanny, the the issue becomes that he was he's so confident in Brock and so confident in what he's doing in the offense and all the weapons that he thinks he can do whatever and it's not going to really matter who's in front of him. Well, this was a reality check. It absolutely matters. Your play calls absolutely matter. Your your scheme absolutely matters. Your timing absolutely matters. Your 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 uh, the balance that Channing keeps talking about, which really did turned out to not be balance, is absolutely is absolutely necessary. And when I say balance, I don't think balance for the 49ers is to throw the ball thirty times and uh, and then have. And then run, run when you, you know, as a changeup. It should be run first. In my opinion, it should be run first. And granted, I'm not Shanahan. I'm not a coach in the NFL. I don't, um, I'm not going to be professing that I know better than Shanny. But I will say this, when, when the Rams ran the ball again, against the Ravens, it was no problem. That, that's uh, that rookie or a uh, rookie second year safety, second year safety, uh, Kyle Hamilton, whatever he is like uh, uh, it. He got washed out in the run game over and over and over against the Rams. And we all talked about all the content creators and uh, multiple, multiple uh, media people talked about it before how the, the way to get to this Ravens team was the run game. And Sh- it was like Shanahan said, well, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that because I am going to, I'm going to do what we do. We're just to, now we're going to choose that. What we're, what we're doing is just too powerful for any team to, to beat. And I really think that's the arrogance that he went into this with because, and you can always tell that that's what, that's what's going on because all of a sudden in the middle of the game, Shanahan starts looking at his play card and flipping it around and looking at the front, then looking at the back, then looking at the front. And then talking on his headset, like it, and not that every coach doesn't do that, but it's a specific face that Shanny makes when, when, if you just watch him, when it, things are not going right, it's because he's got a game script. He had planned on this. He doesn't know how to pivot Shanahan. And like, uh, let's just be real for a minute as fans. We want Shanahan to be here. We want him to learn from his mistakes but the reality of the matter is, is he's terrible at pivoting. He's terrible at just seeing what 
what's going on and adjusting. And he thinks at some point it's just going to break through. In fact, a couple of content creators during the game said that, oh, well, there's some wide open guys out there. It's about to break open any moment. I can see it. I can feel it. But it never happened because the 49ers didn't execute correctly. But I'm sure Shanahan saw the same thing. Instead of just looking at the situation, you don't have to be overly aggressive. Like, your Purdy is not a drop back 40-plus time a game thrower. Not yet. Not yet. He could He could be down the road. But right now, how about we just take it easy on him, run the ball, which is just happens to be the weakness of the Ravens, uh, to the point to where the 49ers average 6.7 yards a carry. Like, it... It's it was just to me it's silly. To me it's silly. I think that Shanny just needs to in uh, like uh, he needs to have two game plans that if they're if they're if they're killing they're stopping the run, you got to have a set of pass plays to go to. But regardless, you're going to have to run. I don't care if you're getting 2 yards a carry. Like you've got to run the ball. You've got to run the ball so that you, so that the play action can be effective. Your drop back game is trash. Let, let's just be at, let's just be real about it. He he's not good at creating hots in the uh in in his drop back game. He's not good at it. And people will say, well, he's got Christian McCaffrey out there. Uh he's the the greatest thing at getting open and off script and everything. But how many times do we see uh Brock having to make five, seven step drops? Like a yeah, five set and amen, McNiner. Appreciate you for bringing this up. After halftime, we're only down four points. It was a one score game. It was a one score game, like going halfway through the third quarter. Like, how many times did the 49ers run the ball in this game? 17 times. Okay. I don't really want to waste any more time talking about the Ravens. All my point about all of this is about this game is is that I need Shanny going in. We're about to go into the playoffs. We are about to go into the playoffs. We cannot have him thinking that his his uh, game plan and his game script is the end all be all. We need he needs to be scheming it up according to the team. Now, granted, is he going to do that? I don't know. I it's not my uh, it's above my pay grade. And I can't say if that's the good thing or bad thing because when when the 49ers are blowing teams out, it looks great. But when it's when that offense isn't executing, it looks equally terrible. There's gotta be some kind of middle road. There has to be a middle road to where you're doing just enough on offense. But the 49ers cannot find that middle ground. And for Shanny right now, it looks like he's going all or nothing. And as a fan and as a content creator, I would love to see him find a middle ground and just go out there just to win the game. Can we just win the game? Do what it takes to win the game. I don't care about your style points. I don't care about what point you have to prove. I need you just to win the game. So 
I think that that, uh, that that is a huge piece that we're going to have to look at as fans going forward. Like I said, I don't want Shandy going anywhere. I, I love Shandy. I love the scheme. I love the culture that him and John Lynch have built here. I just want him to learn from the mistakes. And he's got to learn. Like uh, He's shifted throughout his tenure here. He's pivoted multiple different ways. And, but I need him to keep learning. You can never stop learning. Just because you're blowing teams out doesn't mean that it's even good teams you blew out. That doesn't mean that that's going to work on everybody. Like uh, you're going to run into a Baltimore at some point. What do you do in those moments when they've got you pegged and they're doing something that you haven't seen? Okay, now it's time to just win the game. What can we do? What can we do? Like, and I'm, I mean, you can tell early when they're completely, uh, I saw a stat somebody posted on Twitter the other day and I can't, I wish I could give you credit because I, I can't remember where it was, but they were saying that the percent, I think it was Jesse actually, that the percentage of play times that the, uh, Jesse, uh, yeah, big up to Jesse, Jesse, uh, Naylor, but they were talking about the percentage of times that, that, uh, the Ravens had. Uh, had run like uh, it was a certain kind of uh, zone and like that they weren't running as much as much zone or they weren't running as much man. They were running mostly zone. I can't remember what the stat was, but they were doing something that they hadn't done all season on defense. And that's the gist of it. So at that point, when you're seeing something that they haven't done and they're and they're pulling out a special game plan for you, it's time to for you to pull out a special game plan. It's time for you to pull out the game plan that when emergency, like uh, in emergency, you break the glass and grab that game plan. And what do you do that is wit that is for sure will get you this victory? You've got the players. So you've got to have an emergency plan, something that you can do that you for sure, above all else, can do better than anybody. And he has that in the run game. He has it in the run game. And even if he doesn't get it, it's going to kill it's going to kill other teams in the in the uh the play action game. Even if they don't get uh big runs, they're gonna it's going to benefit the play action game. So anyway, I, that's the last thing I'm going to say about the Ravens game. But I want to say I want to see Shanny learn from that, and I want to see him pivot. I want to see him be more situational. That's what I'd like to see. But now, oh, what's going on, John? I appreciate you coming through, fam. Always a pleasure to have you. And uh, but. Yeah, I want to, I want, like, uh, now we got this game against the Commanders, which on paper should be a, like, I mean, it should be such a blowout that it's not even, I mean, we shouldn't even have to do a breakdown. Uh, Sam Howell is supposedly supposed to not even play, but all of a sudden, uh, the guy that was supposed to, which, what's his name? I can't believe I'm forgetting his name right now. Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> because I like Jacoby Brissett. I, I was hoping the 49ers picked him up as a, as a backup in the offseason. But, but now with Jacoby Brissett, 
like uh, uh, being, or I guess he's uh, he's limited with a hamstring injury. I thought it was sick sickness, but uh, now Sam Hale might have to play. And I, I look at this Commanders team, and I thought it was smart, honestly, to pull Sam Howell because uh, for the rest of the season. Because what you don't want as a franchise is a guy that you think is special uh, for him to be ruined. And it can absolutely happen. There's been multiple quarterbacks that have ridiculous amounts of talent that got ruined being on bad teams and building bad habits. So I think honestly, I think it was probably a better because there wasn't anything good that was going to come from the rest of the season. Uh, like we can all speak for development, but when you've got bad things and bad habits building because you're trying to go out there and win meaningless games, it's it it ends up good for no one, including Sam Howell's development. It's better if they just try again next season. Come in. Hopefully their head coach won't be there. I don't care how you feel about it, uh, but uh, but he's just not good. He really wasn't good in in uh, in Carolina towards the end. He's not good now. So it's uh, hopefully they have a new coach next season and somebody that brings some offensive acumen because we thought that we were getting that from uh, who was their offensive coordinator. Who is their offensive coordinator? Uh, what's his name from the Chiefs? Somebody help me out. Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> like, uh, and with everybody thought that getting Eric Bieniemy there was going to open up the offense and all that. No, it hasn't happened. And. They thought that this was going to be the building spot so, so he could get a head coaching spot. I <laughs> I don't think you could build a coach a head coaching spot off of this off of this performance with this team. Um yeah, it's and they've got pieces. They've got wide receivers. They've got uh they've got a couple of running decent running backs. Offensive line isn't that great. Uh Sam Howell, I don't think is bad right now. Um, but, uh, it could, could turn into worse later, but yeah, uh, I would say for this commander's game, is this a must win game for the 49ers to keep the one seed? It's absolutely a must win. Absolutely a must win. I thought last week, honestly, with the Ravens was, was kind of a must win. Because I felt like for the 49ers psyche, they needed to beat that team. They needed they needed to beat a team that was bona fide tough. Like that's a that's a tough team. And those are the types of teams that you're I mean, if we see them again, it's gonna be in the Super Bowl. But that's the type of team in the playoffs that you're going to have to beat. And that all the bells and whistles and all the motions and all that other stuff that you do is it, it didn't help you. All the razzle dazzle and zigging and zagging didn't help you. At some point, you're just gonna have to strap like you're gonna have to uh to put the pads on and you're gonna have to out tough a team. That's football. 
that's football at the end of the day. And the 49ers got to regain that physical, that physical nature. I had said that, yeah, you know, they had me drinking the Kool-Aid for a second. Like as far as thinking that they could be tough with the passing game and could be more physical with the passing game. But at a certain point, you're going to have to get physical, run the ball, hit guys in the mouth, go back to hitting guys in the mouth. And our defense is this is in the same spot. We're, we can't tackle right now. Let's be real. The 49ers defense is struggling in tackling. They're struggling to be physical. They're struggling to be to play the bully ball style of what we've known this the the identity of this team to be. And now people are going to say, well, that's why they get injuries and stuff all the time. What are you are have you looked at the 49ers injury report? They're not exactly the most they, they are not exactly the most uh, physical team right now. And guess what? Their injury report is probably one of the longest in the league. I mean, that injuries are injuries. That's why you've made this team one of the deepest teams in the league is because you because uh, historically speaking, the 49ers have problems with injuries. I don't I don't know why that is, why they get so many more injuries than most teams do, but it's just a fact. <laughs> and so when we're when we're talking about it, and and is this a must a must win to get the number one seed? They need home field advantage. I don't know what it's going to mean because the 49ers in the past have not had home field advantage and still got to the NFC championship game. Do I think they could still do that? Absolutely. But it's going, I don't know if this, this specific team is really as battle tested and physical enough and tough enough to, to go into hot, to go into those, those atmospheres and get and pull out a win and just, and just fight to a win like they have in the past. I don't know. Uh, because because I, honestly, and it comes down to the offense. It comes down to the offense because the defense is what the defense is. I can't say anymore. I can't talk anymore about, about Steve Wilkes. I don't like the way that he runs the defense. I don't. And other people want to blame the players. Uh, I don't like the way Steve Wilkes runs the defense. Are there times when uh, when this te- when this defense holds teams like to a certain point points? Yeah, I, I get it. All the bend but don't break stuff. I get it. I just don't like it. I don't like it. It has nothing to do with anything, but I don't like that they're not physical and that they're not tackling. It's it's accountability. They're not like there's something to do that they're not swarming to the ball. If one guy misses a tackle, that that guy is going to be running. There's a lot, a lot of guys left on islands, and I just don't like it. So, it's um, I'm going to continue to say it. Somebody posted on Twitter today about uh, if Sala gets fired, would you? Would you take him back? Absolutely. <laughs> and tomorrow, if he's available, available tomorrow, I would take him back. Like that toughness is not a problem with his defenses. 
I don't I think that this defense right now has an identity issue around toughness and tackling. And that's that's an issue. We can sit here and talk about all the numbers and the percentage of times certain plays are called, all that nonsense. It's nonsense. At a, at a certain point, it becomes about are you motivating your guys and putting them in a position to succeed? And right now, that's not happening. Now, we're not blaming the defense for the for the Ravens game. Absolutely not. That's the offense. That's on Shanny. He's another guy. I think the success this season from an offensive standpoint is almost a detriment for him. Because now he's forgotten how to grind out a win. But I think also he doesn't trust his defense. And I don't think that people that take that into account. I don't know if Shanny trusts his defense like he used to in the past. And trusts that they can grind out a close game and grind out a win. I don't think that he that he thinks that they can do that. And that's my opinion, but I'm not confident that Shan- that Shanahan thinks that he can grind out a win like he used to. So, if that's the case, <laughs> then we got then we got structural issues. And this team will be le- now, I don't want to overreact from one loss. But this is something I've been talking about for all the season during the wins. And I don't want to be the negative Nancy and the guy talking, uh, uh, like saying the sky is falling, sky is falling, and they're blowing teams out. I don't want to be that guy. But this is a bad team that we're about to play. And I know that Steve Wilkes got out there today and said that they're a good team. They're not. That's coach talk. Like, uh, they, this is not a good team. Their injury report is le- is lengthy, just like the 49ers. Uh, let, let's say like they've got, I mean, Kendall Fuller, their, their centers out, their tackles out, their safeties out. They're starting. One of their starting corners is out. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Well, I mean, he doesn't really count. Uh, one of their other, their other tackle is questionable and, but he's probably going to play. And then their running backs are going to play, it looks like. So, but this is a bad, this isn't a good team. This isn't a good team. The 49ers should go in, even with their injuries being the what they are, the, the 49ers should go in here and just mollywop these, uh, these dudes. At the very least, this is a good team to try uh, to, to grind out to try to uh, to just go back to being physical and just beat these guys and not worry about it looking flashy, not worry about it looking a certain way, but just going in there and just and literally just making a statement. And I'm not talking about with a bunch of passing yards. I'm talking about making a statement by going in there and pushing them around. At a certain point, that's what's going to have to happen for the 49ers to go anywhere. This is football. At the base of it all, it ends up being it ends up being about physicality and toughness, and you can't you're not going to get by just with the finesse and with the scheme that kind of stuff. That's not going to get it done. 
you got to have some toughness. You got to you're gonna have to grind out at least one or two games in the playoffs. It's gonna happen. So they got to be ready. Um, what was my next question? Uh, does like uh, so? My next question is: uh, Does it matter that Jacoby Brissett is slated to start over Sam Howell? I don't think it really matters. Uh, I do. I do think that it. I'm actually more scared of this team with Jacoby Brissett in because I think that a the way that their their offense runs, I think that a veteran a vet quarterback is more dangerous against the 49ers um, because he's just going to take what's there. And one of those young guys is going to try and push the ball or try and do something, do more, do too much. Like, but Jacoby Brissett, Brissett, and we've seen Sam Howell try to do too much. But, and I, but uh, Jacoby Brissett is going to come in there and he's just going to run the offense. And he's just going to take the check down. But the 49ers struggle, struggle getting off the field on third down. <laughs> they can't tackle. So screens and the check down guy are their worst enemy. So it's, yeah, I, I, I'm more scared of Jacoby Brissett playing than Sam Howell. I'm hoping, like, I'm hoping that Sam Howell actually has to play. And and now the other question is, could there be a hangover from Purdy's last performance? Because not that it was, not that it was all on Purdy. But when you look at, when you look at the, the situation, there's pressure. There's pressure on this team now. Whereas last year at this time of year, they'd be streaking and they were, there was no pressure. There was no pressure because they were coming in most of the time as the underdog. Because nobody believed in Purdy, nobody believed in Jimmy. And so we were always coming in, people were assuming that the 49ers were not going to be, they weren't, they weren't going to be good. Not not that they weren't going to be good, but that they weren't. They're not world beaters. They could be beat. They could be had. And so the, they're going to get the. They're going to get each team because they're putting up the numbers that they are. They're going to get every team's best shot. When when people underestimate your offense, that's when you can. It's easier. It's much easier to grind out wins. But when that when they're preparing for your offense, that's the that's the hardest. That's when it gets tight. When you go up against those good playoff teams, that's when it gets tight because everybody's scheming against your scheme. So, um, do I think it's going to be Purdy's hangover? Not necessarily. I worry about Channy's. I worry about Shanahan's psyche. I do. I think that he could come out here and try and prove a point, even missing all these guys. And I don't necessarily, I think that he really needs to take it as this game as a way to tweak your and, uh, and tweak your grind out game. That's what I think needs to happen. And the Smitty appreciate you coming through fam says 34, 10 Niners. Uh, it's imp- entirely possible, entirely possible, but I worry about the offensive line, like I really do. 
because Trent Williams is going to play. So we're not worried about that, but I worry about his health going into the playoffs. Um, you got, you got his backup with, uh, his backups got in the concussion protocol. You got Jawan Jennings in the concussion protocol. He's, he's not playing. Uh, where is it? Yeah, you got, yeah, Jalen Moore has got a concussion. The Aaron Banks is questionable. He's probably going to play uh, with the toe, but he may not. Um, Jordan Mason's out with the sickness. Uh, there was somebody else out with the sickness, too. Uh, who is it? Oh, Flanagan Fowles. But Oren Burks is back. So that kind of makes that that a little, who cares? <laughs> uh, but uh, everybody else, like, I mean, there's a lot of good things. I mean, Dwelly's out. Uh, Jire's out. Eric Armstead's out. Uh, but, yeah, it's... I, I worry uh, – the only reason why I worry about this game is because it is a must win, in my opinion, to keep that number one seat. Every win now – every game now is a must win. You got two left. So I worry because you worry that – I mean, they lost three in a row. Two of those – at least two of those teams they shouldn't have lost to. But they lost to them anyway. So there's nothing that says that they can't lose to the Commanders. I mean, if you're overlooking teams, then you, you're you setting yourself up for some real hard disappointment. Uh, I don't think that Washington is good at all, but I don't think uh, I don't think that it matters if they're good or not. I think they're a professional football team, and on any given Sunday, it can happen. You can be beat. So, um, with my next question about is, do the, like, uh, you know, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but do the 49ers need to, we talked about grinding out wins, but do the 49ers need to prioritize this run game and give Purdy a rest and let him just coast and use some easy throws? You've got the players to do it. You're going against a bad team. How about you just make it easy on the kid? <laughs> How about you just make it easy on the kid for this game? Let him get through. Let's get healthy. He's had two stingers so far this year. Let's not put him in harm's way by just drop back, drop back, drop back. Not even using the running backs at all. This should be a heavy dose of the run in my opinion. I think they should prioritize it, but I'm not Shanny. And odds are Shanny's going to want to blow this team out and make a statement and uh, so that his defense doesn't even come into play. Um, but, yeah, the, the next part of that question was, does Kyle even care? I don't think he does. He never has before. We've we've said in years uh, last year that CMC needed a rest and that he needed to mix in the, the other running backs. He didn't care. He was going to run him 25, 30 times a game. He don't care. And Shannon's excuse is always going to be, I got to go out here and win games. It's not about anything else. So if that's the mentality, then then, then uh, he probably don't care. 
And is there a threat of the commanders having success with their run game? They got Brian Robinson. 49ers are struggling to tackle right now. They got Brian Robinson. They got, uh, what's that other running back? Uh, who's that other running back that they got? Uh, Antonio Gibson. Uh, who, and and don't don't sleep on Curtis Samuel. He, like I count him as a running back too. He's one of those. He's just like uh, he's one of those guys that they try to use like Debo, and uh, run him out of the backfield, all that kind of stuff. Like a Swiss Army knife type of guy, uh, on a lesser level, obviously. But Antonio Gibson isn't bad. I think he struggled in this offense. Uh, Brian Robinson has proven himself. I think he's proven himself to be kind of a solid running back. Uh, definitely a solid power back. Uh, but the guys that give the 49ers trouble are those bigger backs that can run through that can that can run through tackles. Uh the guy from Arizona, Connor, gave the 49ers the business. And they just wore them down, wore that defense down with uh breaking tackles and all the and all that. So I think that this this running running game I and I hate I mean really I hate talking about I want to just be able to say I want to be able to say like there's no way that this team is going to run run the ball on the 49ers. In the past that's what we would say. Well, we know they're not going to get they're not going to run the ball. <laughs> uh like don't even try to run the ball. Your only chance would have been to go through the air, but not this year. Not this year. And I don't have I don't think it has anything to do with the personnel. I think it has everything to do with the scheme. Y'all can say y'all can kill me all you want to. I don't care. I feel like it's the scheme. I feel like it's the way this defense is being coached up. Uh yeah. I don't think these players are being put in a position to succeed. That's my that's my opinion on it. Uh, oh, Keith Murphy came through. Appreciate you coming through, fam. Uh, all the teams they've lost to are still in the playoffs hunt. The commanders are not. I, I agree, but <laughs> I'm just – I don't think that the 49ers are going to lose. I really don't. But at the same time, I have to prepare my myself mentally. And – I don't like Shani's psyche when when he get when he starts to question question things. It it really it gets it gets a little weird for him when he starts to question thing things and he starts to reach. He doesn't go away from he want he almost goes harder into what is not working to prove that it works. If that makes sense. And I just hope that he does what it takes to win in this game. I don't care about how much they beat him by. I want. I just want to see him do what it takes to win. And Keith said they're going to smoke Washington. I hope you're right. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's what's probably going to happen. There's been a couple of couple of times when I've been iffy about the game, and they go in there and they just light up uh, playoff teams, playoff ready teams. But at the same time, that those teams, even though they're playoff teams, they weren't tough. Those weren't tough teams. The team we played last week is tough. Now, the Washington Commanders are not a tough team. But I just read off 
we're missing some guys. We're missing some depth on the offensive line. If anybody goes down, anybody. And I mean that goes that goes from the uh from any of the tackles, any of the guards, any like God forbid Brendel goes down. If if any of that stuff happens, like uh we are not equipped. The 49ers are not equipped to handle it. So that's why I say I just want them to do what it takes to get the victory. I don't care about how many points you win by. I don't care about the razzle-dazzle. I don't care about any of it. I don't care about Purdy getting MVP. I don't care about uh, CMC getting MVP. I don't care about any of it. All I care about is the 49ers getting this dub and, and keeping the number one seed in the NFC. That's it. Period. Point blank. Uh, so, so let's talk about the receivers a little bit. Which 49er receiver I feel like has the best chance to break out in this game? And I would say that this is – it should be a Kittle game. But I have a feeling it's going to be a Debo game. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be a Debo game. The uh, so because D like uh, I think that Kyle trusts Debo, and and I think Ayuk is going to get his. Ayuk always finds it doesn't matter who is getting the ball. Ayuk always finds a way to get his because he's that security blanket, and especially with with Jawan out, uh, like I think it's going to come down to I think it's going to be a. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a Debo game. I think it's going to be a lot of screens, a lot of short stuff, a lot of quick game. Uh, and with uh, one of their corners being out, I think there's, I think two of their corners are out, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, both of their both of their starting corners are out. Uh, Kendall Fuller and uh, Benjamin St. Juice. Gen- St. Juice is. Sore subject for me. I thought the 49ers should have drafted him in in that year. I thought he would be really good for in our in this when we were running that uh, cover three. But it is what it is. And anybody. So then, who is there? Who is? So they got they're gonna have Christian Holmes and Quan Martin, and we're probably gonna see some Tariq Castro Fields, another for, former 49er. <laughs> like uh uh, but it's going it's that I mean it doesn't matter who the corners are <laughs> because that's the way Kyle runs his offense. Like uh because of the way Kyle runs his offense and he attacks the rules of your defense, it doesn't really matter who the corner is. And but sometimes and when it's not clicking, it can make guys that aren't necessarily good at the, at the corner spot look a lot better than what they are. So we just need that. We just need the offense to click. We just need it to make it easy on Purdy. Let's run the ball like uh, run the ball and get and make per, make it easy for Purdy in the in the play action game. That's what needs to happen. Will it happen? I got a feeling that first drive, we're not going to have a run again. We're not going to have a run play in the first, in the first, uh, 
I feel like uh, Channy's going to just go right to the drop back game. And that's his trust in Brock. And he's going to want to get Brock going. I, I just don't see the point. I don't see the point. I don't agree with it. And it's, this is not the time you need to build some, you need to keep your defense rested. You need to keep people healthy. So with that being said, run the ball, just run the ball, Kyle, (laughs) just run it. And like, uh, and keep your quarterback clean, but with the play action, I mean, make it easy. Just make it easy on him. It doesn't matter. He ain't getting the MVP. (laughs) Purdy's not, they don't want to get, you see all the reporting. They don't want to give it to him. So it doesn't matter how good his numbers are. It's just not going to like, I mean, stop worrying about that kind of like, not that I think Kyle worries about it, but I, I just, I just think Kyle needs to get over his, uh, his enamoring with, with being, with finally having a quarterback. Just run the offense. All we needed was a guy that could make that one or two more throws than Jimmy could. <laughs> and, but somehow we've gotten to this point to now we're a finesse pass first team. And I just don't know how we got here. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely, McNiner. One achievement matters, just winning the Super Bowl. And it what matters is how you get there. How do you get there? Like, because uh, you're not going to get there when everybody's hurt. Uh, and Keith says, I think the defense has a lot to do with personnel. I thought last offseason we could have spread Hargrave money out and kept guys like Amenahu and Jimmy Ward. I don't think Jimmy Ward means anything. The, the coverage itself hasn't, like especially downfield, hasn't been an issue. Jimmy Ward was getting smoked last season. They had to stick him in... Uh, I mean, you heard, you heard what Jimmy Ward said when he asked Kyle, like uh, about getting getting back into the safety spot last year. He told him, "Well, I mean, like the, he asked him. I guess he asked you know, what he asked him was, uh, can I not play nickel?" And he said, "And like he said, I'd like to play sa- go back to playing safety." And he said, "Well, I mean, do you want to play?" Because <laughs> you're not Deshaun Gibson had been had. I mean, we had he had more picks in one game than Jimmy Ward had, I think, in his career at the safety spot. And while 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 picks aren't everything, Tashawn Gibson has been one of the best 49ers, like uh, at the safety spot, like uh, PFF score rate wise, but just overall in coverage. I mean, it's so. Yeah, I get it. I love Jimmy Ward too. I love what he brought. He brought a toughness to the team, uh, and and just leadership, leadership. The, that that part, I think they do miss a little bit. But but from a from a play standpoint, it was time, Jimmy. It was time for Jimmy to go. Like he wasn't going to play safety, and you couldn't have. He was getting cooked as a as a nickel. He could not cover people in the nickel. He didn't even like playing it. So they weren't, he wasn't going to play over Huff or Deshaun Gibson. So you would have had to put him at the nickel. He's terrible at the nickel. 
uh, I would say Demo is a way better nickel than a nickel than uh, than uh, Jimmy Ward, honestly. But it's uh, but but I love Jimmy. I mean, I do miss having him in the cl- in the. I miss his interview. I miss his interviews. I miss having uh, the toughness. But uh, but yeah, Omenahu and Jimmy Ward. All those guys, like I mean, Amenahu, like, Amenahu specifically. I do miss having a guy like Amenahu. I do miss having a guy like uh, you see. Uh, Ebicom is having a really good year with the Colts. I've always, th- I mean, he's solid. The guy was solid, and he's and he's bet he's really good against the run. But I mean, the really key with the 49ers defensive line that what they're really missing right now is Armstead. He's uh, unheralded. He's an unheralded guy because he doesn't get a bunch of sacks. But what he does for that for that defensive line can't be really quantified with uh, with stats. I think he's he's really good, and uh, and they miss him dearly. And Hargrave was never really great against the run, even in even in Philly. In Philly, like the the same defensive line he was on, even though they had seventy sacks, they they also uh, were not good against the run. So, but I think more than more so than anything, missed tackles. Like guys are not swarming to the ball like they were last year. You would have multiple guys. Guys would they were missing tackles last year, but there was always a guy right behind them to clean it up. And this year there is not that second guy to clean it up, and that's that's the issue. Is you're, is there's constantly one guy on that guys on islands, and and if they miss the tackle, it's off to the races, and that's just that's scheme. That's not personnel. That's scheme. So people can say what they want to. I I don't know. I would. I'm not a fan. Not a fan of Wilkes like, uh, but, and I think that there is multiple defensive coordinator. I miss D'Amico dearly. I miss D'Amico dearly. You see what he's doing for the big up to D'Amico doing what he's doing with the, uh, even though they're not having, they're having a, a twice as good a season as people thought they were going to, but he, that's a le- He's a leader. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, No, and I get I get what you're saying, Keith, and I like uh, I do agree. I thought it was weird. I thought that 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 move was never going to happen. I I could have sworn that that wouldn't have happened. We'll see what Joseph uh, Joseph Joseph Day. I can't remember how to pronounce his last name, but or uh, pronounce his name. But the uh, but the new uh, defensive tackle that they got. Uh, what's where is my roster? There it is. Where am I? Sebastian Joseph Day. The uh, so Sebastian jo- Sebastian. We'll see what he can give give us in the middle. Um, uh, he's played uh, good old Shanny. He's played. He played against. Uh, he looks like he played when he was playing against us. So Shanny just loves guys that do well against the 49ers. That's his thing. But. Well, we'll see how he plays. Javon Kinlaw has been really good. Yeah, Javon Kinlaw has been really good. 
Uh, but they, I just feel like it's the guys behind them that are just not, they're just not making plays. They're getting in position. They're getting penetration. They're just not tackling. <laughs> and uh, like, you might think that that's a personnel, a personnel thing. I don't know. I feel like it is, it's just weird to me that, that you change defensive coordinators and all of a sudden all these guys that have been so good for years all of a sudden can't tackle. <laughs> that's that's just weird. I'm sorry. Uh, and, yeah, I do miss Al Shire, even though he didn't really get to play a lot. Like, uh, but when he did get in there, he was he was really good. And when he got to back up Fred, but hey, Oren Burks did does a really good job backing up. Oren Burks has done a phenomenal, a lot better job than I thought he was going to. Uh, but with all the guys that they signed for the special teams, the special teams is terrible. Special teams coverage is terrible. Is that a personnel issue too? I I don't think it's a personnel issue. I, it's an identity thing. I think that. This team has just lost its physical nature. I feel like they're they have so much talent that they just they just think it's going to carry them through. Sometimes that's the way it feels. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. But before before I get out of here, I do want to mention uh, that Jair Brown, like we talked about earlier, Jair Brown being out. Uh, which means Logan Ryan is going to be is going to be starting, and Kyle seems to be confident that it's going to be just a plug and play situation. <laughs> um, I don't know. Guy was on the street. <laughs> I don't know that they, uh, like he if he I feel like if he was if he really was uh, was like that somebody would have had him. And uh, Logan Ryan, I believe in all the experience and him being in a winning, a winning guy. Like, I mean, I guess the Rams brought in Eric Weddle when he was off the street and he came out and made key plays. So hopefully we get the same magic from Logan Ryan and uh, and that get hopefully that at the very least gives us some depth at the, at the safety spot. But I think if the play like uh, we're getting close to the playoffs if this is a lingering problem for Jair, this could be an issue going into the playoffs. They are thin at safety. They are very thin at safety. And they have... Let's look it up. Uh, Logan Ryan... Who do they got? Oh, my kids are going crazy in the next room. They got Eric Harris and Taylor Hawkins still on the practice squad. Uh, obviously, they don't have a ton of confidence in those guys. Otherwise, they wouldn't have brought Logan Ryan in. Like, uh, I just I don't know. I don't know, guys. I feel like that this – I'm hoping that we can get through this game. I'm hoping that the 49ers can get through this game with Logan Ryan 
And then I'm hoping that Jair Brown's going to be good enough to get through all the way through the playoffs. If Deshaun Gibson goes down, we're all we're all screwed if Deshaun Gibson goes down. He's Mr. Mr. Reliable. So and I'm not talking about just for this game. I'm talking about going going forward. Uh so but hey. Let's let's look at the silver linings. I've been doom and gloom this whole show, this whole show, uh, mainly because of the loss. But really, it gave it gave us a chance to look at the things that could go wrong. And hopefully the 49ers prove me wrong. Hopefully, hopefully they go in there and they just wreck shop. Hopefully they run the ball right down Washington's throat and prove that that they're not above grinding out a win. That's what I want to see. I want to see them just go in and bully somebody and throw somebody around. That's what we want to see. Um, but Hey, make sure you give this video a like, make sure that you give it a subscribe, make sure that you hit the bell. So you get the notifications for when I go live. And I, this is on Twitter. This is on Facebook. This is on, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, YouTube. <laughs> uh, like, uh, so also, if you don't feel like looking at my face, you can always, you can always just uh, get the get the audio version and listen to it on the on your way to work. I don't care how you get it, just get it and tell a friend to tell a friend, please, so we can be friends every day, every week. And but let's get excited about the po a possible blowout this week. Like we we want to get, we want the 49ers to go in and just reassert their dominance. Uh, I hope everybody has a good time this weekend. Uh, be safe. Spend time with your families. Yeah, just be be safe out there. This is this uh, these 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 nights like uh, like New Year's Eve. It's amateur night, so you got to be careful out there. <laughs> um, but with that being said, I appreciate everybody coming out. Keith, uh, David, the Smitty, John. Appreciate you guys all coming out and getting busy in the chat. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to get out of here. I will see you guys on Sunday, uh, probably right after the game. I was going to do a little pregame, but uh, but uh, but I'm thinking I'm just going to do an instant reaction after the after the game. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be. Let's look forward to a a victory instant reaction show and pleasant vibes, rainbows, sunshine, uh, all that good stuff butterflies all that uh with that said you guys have a good night i will see you on sunday and as always go niners <laughs>